I hope not. You should think of the future as a series of, uh, of probabilities as opposed to certainties. Um, but there, there is some chance that above zero that AI will kill us all. I think it's low, but it, there's some chance. Um, I think we should also consider the fragility of human civilization. Um, and if you study history, uh, I think you realize that there's, there's a rise and fall to every civilization. Every civilization has a, a sort of a, a lifespan. Um, and, um, you know, so we want us to last as long as possible. Okay, thank you. Right, Do you feel like the government has been weaponized against you and your company? I need everyone to step onto the sidewalk now. Artificial intelligence will kill us all. Welcome back to Whistleblower Wednesday here on the Rob Manus Show live at the Red Voice Media Network. And we're dangerous because we bring you the facts and the truth. Uh, will it really? The debate on this has just started, folks. Elon Musk's Neuralink to recruit people with paralysis for first human trials of brain implants. That's another explosive current headline about AI. And it's not fake news, my friends. Some people are surprised by this development, but the reality is, is that we've been using artificial intelligence for some time now, but so far, no entity, public or private, has stepped up to attempt to development of what I would call AI laws. Science fiction thinkers have been writing about robotic laws for many decades now, but no one has taken the deeper approach and that is to think about and document the set of rules of the road or laws that must be developed and applied to artificial intelligence policy, code writers, and legislation to prevent us humans from being removed as the ultimate arbiters of what happens in our domain. This must be accomplished to prevent the development of an ecosystem that places digital minds above human minds in all things from birth to death. Well, my friend Jeff Dornick, the CEO of Pickaxe, uh, an author, prolific author, and the host of his own podcast joins me today to discuss these uh, uh, compelling issue, and I think the compelling issue of our time, Jeff. No, I, I totally agree. It, it was really interesting seeing that opening clip with uh, with with Elon talking about, it. and there, there's a bunch of great clips of Elon talking talking about AI. And, and on one hand, he's kind of been warning us all about about the potential implications of, of artificial intelligence. On the other side, he's active he's actively involved in the development of artificial intelligence and some some really concerning stuff from my from my perspective as well. So this whole AI thing, it's it's a totally different ballgame that I don't think that the vast majority of people really understand not only the implications but even really where it's going yeah uh, speaking of clips of, of Elon uh, you'll probably see a couple more at least one more during this show because there's so much of it uh, but you know he met with uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu out in San Jose uh, a couple of weeks ago I think it was they did a, a very long uh, session it's it's out there on videotapes uh, I think the longest video I've seen of it is about 50 minutes long, and they covered a, a wide range of issues on this. But the biggest one is, uh, am I right about that? I mean, no one, no, none of the so-called smart people have, have taken the, this on to develop uh, at least a working set of AI laws. 
Yeah, well, the, the, honest, to be honest, the first time that I've really seen anybody really tackle the issue of AI, somewhat on a superficial level, but I think that the implications are actually pretty positive with what's come out of it, is is the writer's strike that was happening in Hollywood. And, and a lot of conservatives kind of make fun of the writers and the writer's strike, and you guys are just a bunch of elitists that are, you know, you know trying to get more money and whatever it is. But it was really interesting that, that one of the main points of the writer's strike was the use of artificial intelligence. And, and, and here's, here's why this was happening. What the stu- what the Hollywood studios were doing is historically you would pay you would pay a writer based upon which version of the draft of the movie it was. So oftentimes it would go through four, five, six drafts of a movie, and each draft the writer would get paid less and less because they should be because they should get paid the most money for the first draft because that's where the initial idea and story concept came out of, and that's the most difficult thing to to actually come up with is a coherent story and storyline, and so they pay the most for that. Well, what ended up happening is the studio started started using artificial intelligence to write the first draft, which was the most expensive draft, and then they would pass it along to a screenwriter to edit it, fine-tune it, fix it up, and they'd pay them less money. Here's the here's the interesting thing is when you actually understand what they're doing with artificial intelligence, the the current state of AI right now, all it is 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 an aggregator of information. It's searching the internet for all this information, and then it's aggregating it all into the technology and spitting it out in a way that you, that you can understand. So when you're telling AI, write a script for a movie based upon a Tom Cruise-like character that's going to go spy on the Russians or whatever it is, it's actually plagiarizing all the rest of the screenwriters that have come up with similar movies, aggregating it and spitting out a, a new version that's taking pieces from all these different movies. So basically, it's ripping off all the previous screenwriters. They're not paying anybody for it. It's absolutely free to use the AI to do that. And they're screwing the screenwriters because now they can't make money. So this is really the first time that I've seen them tackle this issue. And I, I think we're going to need to see more of this in a lot of different fields. Have you seen any uh, any ideas come out of the strike, though, as, uh, concrete ideas uh, or proposals of how they want to handle it yet? I haven't seen the finalized uh, the finalized agreements because I know that they came to like a tentative agreement. Uh, from from the, some of the rumors that I've been hearing is mm-hmm. is that uh, is that they'll only be able to use uh, AI in certain circumstances, and so they're going to limit the studio's ability to do that. The other rumor that I've been hearing is that uh, if they are using artificial intelligence uh, to write the first draft, they have to up. The amount of, of of pay that they're paying the screenwriters to to edit the draft afterwards. So um, either way, it's something that we're going to have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I personally think it takes less talent to edit something that already exists uh, because that's what I'm good at. I'm not good at the creative part of it, uh, not yet anyway. I'm still working on it. Uh, I'm in my early 60s, so I got some time. I think uh, we never know, uh, but. Uh, but I was talking to a friend of mine uh, that is a colleague that's in the digital publishing business. He, he publishes a digital newspaper, so to speak. Uh, uh, I, I have com. I, I, I essentially do that. Uh, I think most people call it a blog, but it's set up like a digital newspaper and everything. And, uh, and I was paying a writer. I, at one point, I was able to earn enough revenue to pay a writer part-time to write, you know, five articles a week for me. Uh, but uh, when I was talking to this colleague, he was like, well, you know, to save money, I just use uh, chat GPT uh, to do that because I can have it spit out an article on a current topic uh, in a few minutes. And then I just edit it. 
Uh, yeah. You know, it, you pay for the subscription for Chat GP, GPT, or you use the free version of it. I think they'll both do it. Uh, uh, you know, uh, and so what got me to thinking, though, is okay, if that works and it's legal, who owns the copyright? Is it yeah. Chat GPT or is it RobManus.com if I use that to write my current event articles, you know, five days a week? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those things where, you know, potentially I could see down the road somebody being able to backtrace uh, the source of what ChatGPT is, is pulling the information from um, and to where I wonder if there there might be a, some sort of revenue share system or or something along those lines to where the, the initial people that, that, that wrote the initial article that ChatGPT is ripping them off of, like they should yeah. get a piece of the pie that somebody else ripped them off for. You know, the, to me, that just makes it, it makes common sense, um, you know. But but the concern, one of the concerning things that I have right now is that everybody's adopting AI, and, but the problem is they're they're taking credit for content that they did not come up with, and, and to me that's dishonest. Sure. And, and so so it's one thing to write a blog, and and you know especially like a company or a business. I get it; they don't have time. They're just trying to pump out content because they're trying to deal with SEO and drive traffic to make sales and convert. I get that side that sort. That side of things, but if you're gonna if you're gonna write a book like many people are right now, they they think, oh yeah, I can, I can write a book. I'm just gonna use AI. They're gonna write me a book, and I'll just fine tune a couple of things, and I'll put it out, slap my name on it, and then I'll sell it on Amazon. Okay, that's that's dishonest. Like like you're lying because you didn't actually write it. So why are you taking credit for something that you didn't write? You just came up with a general topic, told AI to write the book, and and now all of a sudden now you're able to profit, and you're deceiving people to give you money for something that you didn't actually write. But this is the, this is the thing that that's really happening as we're heading into this new technology age, where I'm seeing you know new social media platforms like like Getter is even adopting artificial intelligence, where you can write three, four, five words into the status, and then you can actually have AI write out your entire post, and you can say whether you want it to be funny, more informative, cooler, you know what, whatever whatever emotion you want you want to um, emote there, and and now you're taking credit. For something that you didn't that you didn't actually write, like so, what the direction that we're heading right now is that all the information that's going to be shared on social media isn't going to be created by individual human beings. It's going to be created by technology, and then humans are taking credit for the, for a robot essentially writing all of this content. This is a really dangerous territory because eventually it, it's just going to be everybody has the exact same thoughts because everybody's just repeating what a robot told them to write. Well, uh, you know, to go back to your point about the writers' uh, strike, uh, and uh, and the point about uh, you know whoever comes up with the original idea, the first draft, should get paid the most money. Well, even with these AI products that I've I've been playing around with, I mean, you have to have a creative idea at the beginning of it that's created by, in my case, me. Uh, to get it to do what I want it to do, so there's there's got to be a, a a next couple of levels deep discussion, I think, and development of, of policy and laws that address uh, not just the fact that we're, the robot I'll call it a robot because I like the word robot the robot's creating the end product, uh, but somebody's creating the beginning of it, you know, the insertion of the of the prompt or whatever you want to call it. Uh, which requires some creativity. So, so who's the owner? 
You know, is, yeah. it, is the owner the person that uh, initiated the product being built by the AI system by using their creative idea? Or is the owner, uh, did, did AI, I mean, how do we track that? Did AI take the information from a source and then that gets tracked back to a link back? I mean, there's, there's all kinds of rabbit hole it's a, this is one particular big deep rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and, and, I mean, and we also could like spend a whole hour just talking about copyright issues. I know, and, and intellectual well, property. Th think, think about, think about this one too, especially when it comes to copyright. Is so. Let, let's say that I write something on on my Substack, right? Um, yeah. Does does the AI have access to the stuff that's behind the paywall or not? I have no idea. I I, have, I haven't heard what you know how how they've set that up or not. But e even let's just say let's just say that it's free. Do, do I as the creator should I have the right to say I do not want my content included and to be ripped off by artificial intelligence uh, to to write somebody else's article? Like I I want my content to be my content and not ripped off by somebody else. And and I think that this is one of those things that right now we don't have the capability of doing that. But I feel like we should, if we're coming up with original content, we should have the ability to control our own content. That's the whole idea of having paywalls and selling books for 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 a price is that you own that, and that because of all the work that you put into it, you're being compensated for all of your work. And then all of a sudden, AI comes in and can rip off your work to basically feed into somebody else's work, so that way they can take credit for something that you initially came up with or conceptualized. It, and and I have no ability to opt out of that like like that to me seems like a direct violation of my rights as the initial creator oh you're exactly right i mean that's what that's why uh, there's got to be some approach uh, it's probably a little bit of uh, corporate policy and a little bit of legislation that lays down at least the basic protections for creators uh, and uh, the basic responsibilities for the owners of these artificial intelligence uh, tools uh, because they're the ones that are putting it out there. But the, but the focus should be on protecting the creator's rights to be able to generate revenue to them, really, because they're the ones that came up with the ideas in the first place. Uh, and then along the way, maybe a little bit of royalties that go to all the, all the different sources and everything, and some way to do that. Uh, uh, but nobody's even really talking about that in a serious way. Like you said, the the uh, the writers uh, are out there, are really the first ones to take it on publicly anyway. Well, we've got to take our first uh, commercial break. When we come back, we'll hear from Elon Musk uh, about the digital superintelligence, uh, which is one of my big concerns with artificial intelligence. We'll be right back after these messages. Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government government's new digital dollar. Visit protect 
protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. Stad, the breaking news is that Biden's dangerous plan for the digital dollar is being implemented as we speak. But don't be fooled. It's not going to benefit you and me. Act now before it's too late. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of what they call Fed Now started on July 1st, 2023. So time is marching on on us. Uh, and this is probably still going to catch many of you off guard. Your hard-earned assets are at risk, but there's a way to legally opt out of the digital dollar in time. With one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole, contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. You can dial 833, the number 2, USA Gold. Uh, call them right now, 833-287-2465. This invaluable guide will outline the precise steps you need to take to immediately transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals, all without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two, USA Gold. Call right now, 833-287-2465. Yes, go ahead and call 833, the number two, USA Gold right now. Well, welcome back to the Rob Mana Show. We're discussing the uh, uh, pitfalls and concerns about artificial intelligence with uh, the CEO of Pickaxe, uh, an author and host of his own podcast, Jeff Dornick. Uh, Jeff, uh, we're going to look at a clip here from Elon Musk again. Go ahead with clip two, Disco. The, the cortex, the thinking part, is constantly trying to make the instinctual part happy, even though it is much smarter than the instinctual part. And so I think there's hope there that uh, digital superintelligence, even though it is much smarter than our cortex, will nonetheless want to make the cortex happy and ultimately the limbic system happy. Um, I mean, not to get too off color here, but um, the sheer amount of, of uh, thinking and uh, about of ha to, to, uh, that people have done to have sex is a lot, uh, but not sex for procreation, just for the to make the limbic system happy. So, you know, given how much. Uh, you know, thought has gone into getting laid, essentially, um, uh, for, the, for the sole purpose of getting laid, not procreation. Um, and all that does is make the, lim the, the limbic system, you know, give a spark of joy. Um, that gives, I, mean, I think that actually suggests that there is a, a, a good future where even if we don't understand the digital superintelligence, just as the, the limbic system does not understand the cortex, it might still actually, at the end of the day, be trying to make our limbic system and cortex happy. Is that a happy note to end? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a great note to end on. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, as Musk does, he, he went down a, uh, a unique road uh, there. But his point was, it sounds like the, uh, the, the digital superintelligence system, his Neuralink is, is what, uh, what he must be thinking about. Because, I mean, who else has got this stuff uh, as far as his direct knowledge? But it sounds like that system will be tied into the cortex. Uh, and even though 
like you said, we don't know how the cortex and the limbic system part of the brain, the instinctive and the thinking part, uh, exactly work together. Uh, he's at least thought about how uh, the superintelligence digital apparatus might work with it. The thing is, man, we're talking human beings, uh, so it's purely experimental. They're, I think they're looking for volunteers right now. Uh, and, uh, and, and there's some very good things that are being talked about with this Neuralink thing. I mean, like, like folks that have lost spinal cord uh, ability uh, to their legs or, or from the neck down uh, might be helped from it, uh, uh, amongst other things, you know, uh, diseases of the mind like uh, dementia uh, uh, and those kind of things too. So, uh, I mean, there, there's some good, but we really got to be careful with this, don't we? Yeah, we, we have to be extremely careful with this, and it, it's it's interesting. I, as as we were talking, as uh, we were listening to Elon, uh, you know, kind of explain the, the way he's thinking about it, I, I got this quote popped into my head from this old ABC show from like ten years ago, uh, once once upon a time, where they, where they took all the old Disney movies and reenacted oh, yeah. them into live action and all that, right? And yeah. and Rumble Stiltskin, he would always have this line that magic always comes with a price. And I think it's a really good reminder when we're talking about about all this technology that we're developing, and also when it, when we talk about big pharma as well. Which this this kind of Neuralink is kind of a blend together of technology and big pharma. It's kind of biotech combined together because it's having the health ramifications and all that kind of stuff. All of this comes with a price. And so when when we're actually when we're looking at this, we have to look at the potential positives. And the potential negatives, and I think a lot of times these people that are developing this technology, and whether again, whether you're talking about pharmaceutical, whether you're, whether you're talking about mRNA, whether you're talking about transhumanism, whether you're talking about whatever it is, they always pitch you on the potential positives, and oftentimes they leave out the potential negatives, and sometimes it's because they don't know. But but when we look at everything, I think we need we need to realize does does the does the cost the potential negative. Does it will that offset the potential positive that we'll have? And I think with the COVID vaccines, that was a really good reminder that they were claiming all these potential positives, but there was massive risk that they did not disclose. Some of it they probably didn't realize because they didn't do they didn't do the extensive testing that they, that they should have done, thanks to you know President Trump and Operation Warp Speed and 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 that whole deal. But then also we, we have, when we're looking at this, we, we have to look at okay, so what what are the potential things that that they're going to be able to use this technology for? Elon Musk has already explained to Joe Rogan that. Uh, that they're going to have the ability to connect your brain to the internet. Okay, that's concerning. Uh, that they're that they're going to be able to uh, that they're going to be able to erase memories and replace them with new ones. That's concerning. Again, I get the I get the potential positives in that because you could take a trauma victim who experienced horrific, you know, rape and abuse and sexual abuse and all that, and you and you can free them of all of that pain and that baggage that was brought onto them by somebody else. I get the thinking of I want to help these people get past this trauma. I really do. But but also, what are the potential downfalls of that? Could could anybody hack into your brain? If you're talking about artificial intelligence specifically and AI being connected to this chip that's implanted in your brain, can anybody, let's say Yuval Noah Harari, 
access your brain and replace your memory with with a new one? Can they completely change your very understanding of, of existence with, with, with the click of a mouse? Like, we have to look at this very realistically, and these are very important questions that need to be asked that are not being answered right now. And especially when we're dealing when we're dealing with all this technology, we've got we, we've got to understand there is precedence here that technology is developed to in, in order to advance civilization, advance humanity. But there's also been a huge price, a very huge cost to all of this as well. Uh, and especially when when you start diving into all this transhumanism, like I'm very concerned for the future of humanity with all this. Oh, I am too, you know, and I hate to keep turning back to, to uh, science fiction thinkers, uh, but there's two very good outlines. Uh, you can even watch them on a movie as to, that, that show a lot of the pitfalls uh, of this technology. One is uh, RoboCop. Uh, and the other is Total Recall, the, the Schwarzenegger uh, version of the movie is my favorite one, but there are multiple versions of it now. Uh, and, uh, you know, it goes right down the line uh, with RoboCop of what you just said. Hey, they can, they can change your, they can erase your memories. They can change your, your perception of what reality is. Uh, you know, that's exactly what they did in the RoboCop story. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, and usually, folks, if a science fiction writer can think it, it eventually will become reality. Uh, and we have to put safeguards down right now. I mean, what do you, I wanted to ask you during this show, and this is a good spot to do it, uh, something that troubles me about Musk, uh, and I think it troubles a lot of people, and I'm still puzzling over pondering over it, trying to sort through it myself, but is that is that he got my attention when he came out and blatantly just said, hey, we've got to slow this down or stop this AI development right now uh, and look at it further before we do anything else. Uh, and then about, I think it was maybe, if my memory serves me correctly, six months later, he announces that, hey, we're going forward with AI development of our own and X and, uh, you know, uh, talking, uh, that was the first time I ever heard him talk about Neuralink. He probably talked uh, had talked about it before, but just not in the context of, of a digital super intelligence. But, uh, but that, that uh, puzzles me. Uh, as to what's going on there with him. He's a very bright guy. He's, he seems to be pragmatic in his, uh, his uh, experimental development, uh, testing and fielding of, his, uh, of everything he does, SpaceX, Tesla, uh, you know, uh, this Neuralink idea, uh, this concept too. Uh, but but if, he, if he's going to go ahead and do it, and he was the guy speaking out, I mean, where are we going, and, are, and can we even ever get ahead of this to where we have the right policies, the right legislation, the right rules of the road, artificial intelligence law that prevents, say, a crazy communist who's very smart from being able to program the system uh, for Neuralink, as an example, uh, and, and it turns us all into communist-loving uh, authoritarian people that go around shooting people that say we disagree with you. I mean, yeah. that that sounds a little bit out there, but it's not really when you think about it in the context of, of what we've already seen in, from the science fiction world and now what we see from AI uh, uh, and, and what we've learned from just these things that aren't hooked to you they're not connected to you in any way whatsoever, uh, but uh, but the but the the outcomes uh, and the concerns about the potential outcomes. I mean, it, 
I struggle with it, and I've been around a while, uh, so I, I'm not taking it lightly. Uh, you know, but there are a lot more smarter people than me that are out there pushing this stuff and developing. And now Musk is Musk is going to take the lead at some point. Uh, so uh, and is taking the lead really. Uh, so what do we do? How do we well, how do we address that? And what do you think about his, about his uh, you know this situation where he said, oh no, wait, stop, and then no, we're going to go. I, I, so the one thing that I've always said, and uh, my business partner, J.D. Rucker, has always said this as well, and we, we're both in total agreement. We both like Elon Musk, but we don't trust him. Uh, and, and, and I think that that's the reality. If anybody thinks that Elon Musk bought Twitter for $44 billion because he wants to defend free speech, you are absolutely out of your mind. He, he bought Twitter in order to collect all of our data in order to build his artificial intelligence, which is now called XAI, and they're saying that they're gonna use XAI to, to fuel this entire platform. So to understand yep. this, you have to understand the very ba the very basic nature of, of the current state of our artificial intelligence and then understand where it's going. So the current state of where it is right now, basically AI is an aggregator. It just collects all the information on the internet, uh, OpenAI uses ChatGPT, right? So what, they, what they're actually doing, they're collecting all the data on the internet up until the year 2021. They do not have any, anything more relevant than, than what's available on the internet up until the year 2021. If you try to get something more recent than that, it'll say, sorry, we don't have access to that, right? What Elon is doing, and he opened up Twitter to all of us wacko, crazy conspiracy theorist, uh, you know, uh, conservatives, because he wants our data. They have a policy. It's called freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach, which means you're allowed to say whatever you want, but they don't have to allow anybody to actually see it, which means they're collecting your data, whether they allow people to see it or not, which means it's all funneling into their artificial intelligence, because what he's doing, he's trying to make the most relevant, up-to-date up -to -date AI on the planet by using not just the internet up until 2021, but using the Twitter or X, as it's now called, up until three seconds ago, that's being funneled into the AI. So he's going to have the most relevant, up-to-date artificial intelligence on the planet. That's why he bought Twitter for $44 billion. It was a wildly intelligent purchase for him, strictly from a business standpoint. But what I'm concerned about is now, all of a sudden, because now you literally will know everything, because artificial intelligence will learn everything about you, about about your desires, about you, about everything. Now they can manipulate you, advertise politically now they can manipulate you know who who you like what your interests are all that kind of stuff kind of goes back to what you've all know or harari talked about we're taking away your free will you can just, you know we can control you from within but here's here's the really terrifying part i haven't even gotten to the scary part yet where is ai going right now i'm not the i'm not all that concerned about artificial intelligence in its current state because again it's just aggregating information what yeah. i'm concerned about is the future once they are able to 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 crack the code of quantum computing and combine quantum quantum computing with artificial intelligence because that's when it'll begin to be to be self-learning and what's what's oh, really yeah. what's re what's really interesting about that and there's a three-hour episode of the joe rogan podcast where he was talking to this scientist that's way smarter than me uh where they were diving into quantum computing and this guy's totally pro quantum and then ai and then joe rogan's like ah, i'm a little concerned about that there and but it, it was really interesting because what he was explaining is that is that quantum computing is is developed not on like a metal board you know like like with zeros and ones like we have right now with, with technology they're 
actually creating it on life force. They can they can create it on plants. They can create it on human beings. And and there's there's three entities that are trying to develop quantum computing: Microsoft, the Chinese Communist Party, and there's one other technology company here in the U.S. I forget what the third one is. But those three are the three main people that are competing in the quantum computing race, and they're all developing on different 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 life forces. Now to take a full circle, full circle, and everybody's gonna be like, Jeff, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Uh, but it's really interesting. You know, you know how everybody was talking about graphene in the vaccines for the for the longest time. Right. You, right. You, you know, you know what graphene is used for? No. Go ahead. It's used. It's used for the base of the memory of quantum computing. So. The, the the ingredient that they were injecting into you, what they do is they combine graphene with single molecule magnets, and and both both of those have been have been found in in the COVID jabs. So they're injecting into you now again quantum computing, it's built on life force. Essentially, they're self they're self aligning, uh, you know, memory that's using your human body to develop the basis of the memory for quantum computing. So essentially, they can do the computing the computing on the human body because you're a living life force. Like when you actually think about the potential ramifications of this, you're basically a self, uh, like a, a self, uh, a self powered quantum computer that they're building in your muscle tissue, in your left shoulder. Like it's wild when you think about that, but what I'm concerned about is once they can fully crack the code of the quantum computing, combine mm -hmm. it with AI, and that's when I would argue we are basically approaching not just artificial intelligence, but probably demonic intelligence, because this is this is wildly out of control right now. Yep, and we gotta take a, uh, another break. But when we come back though, Jeff, uh, to your point, we'll hear one more time from Musk in this show. Uh, and uh, I think he gives us a glimpse into what he thinks the end state will be that you were just talking about. We'll be right back on the Rob Manus Show here at Red Voice Media Network. Moms and dads of America, you love your kids, you love God, you love this country, and you're tired of watching companies betray your values and ruin great products. Don't get angry. Invest your time, energy, and money into the people that are building the country you want for your kids and standing for the values that will lead to their blessing and protection. Invest in companies like Brave Books, they are on a mission to create content for kids that is safe for them to enjoy. They have kids' books that teach about character, hard work, and the value of being brave. If you join their Book of the Month Club, you get a new book sent to your door every month that will teach your kids pro-God, pro-American values. Brave books will not betray your trust. Your children and your grandchildren will thank you. Remember... The land of the free depends on the homes of the brave. This one's on me, bud. positive 
scenario of AI is um, actually in a lot of ways uh, the description of heaven uh, in that um, really nobody, nobody would need to work. I wouldn't even call it universal basic income, I'd say it's probably universal high income. I'm describing the, the, the best case scenario here. Um, so I'm not saying this is definitely what will occur. There's a range of scenarios from very negative to very positive. The very positive scenario is basically sounds like heaven. You can have whatever you want. Um, you don't need to work. You have no obligations. Uh, any illness you have can be cured. Um, you know, and, and uh, when, when will we die? Well, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it'll be a choice. Yeah, I think it probably ends up being somewhat of a choice. Um, so you, you want this world? Well, I, I, I'm not saying I. I, I don't know. There, there's some. There's some. I think there's a sort of a philosophical debate, is the concept of heaven as it is normally described actually what do you want? Welcome back to the Rob Mana Show, where we bring you the facts and the truth here on the Red Voice Media Network, uh, uh, whether you like it or not, and that makes us dangerous, according to some folks, and we're talking with author and uh, uh, CEO of Pickaxe and uh, podcast host himself, Jeff Dornick, today about artificial intelligence. And, and Jeff, just before the break, you were talking about uh, about the end state that, that you could visualize. Uh, and uh, it's very appropriate to my little opening clip there because you ended with demonic, uh, where Musk, uh, when he describes the best case, uh, I think he was smart to to clarify what he was talking about, uh, it's like heaven uh, is, is the end state uh, where he sees that AI could go, where you don't want for anything, you're, there, are, there are no diseases that can kill you, uh, you have all the money you could ever need or want, uh, all the belongings, you know, the material things uh, and those kind of things, and you just exist uh, for your own pleasure uh, and those kind of things, which I'm not so sure that that's the best thing either, because I find that I feel better when I'm doing something productive, whether it's writing, uh, cutting the grass, working on the farm. Uh, when I had a farm, uh, you know, I always feel better uh, uh, as a human being when I am participating in productive activities. And, and if all I had to do was sit around and eat all the bonbons I want for the rest of my life and uh, and just live a life of uh, a leisure. I don't know if that's what I think of heaven either. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the Bible talks about, and I, I forget if it was the nation of Israel, if it was if it was before the flood, where uh, where it talked about everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Which meant, which meant that essentially they were becoming very hedonistic, and it was just about your own pleasure and, and your own desires, and you could basically do it, do whatever, do whatever you want, right? Like, yeah. like when you when you actually when you actually sit down and think about it, like like I, I've I've got a son now, right? And and one of the things that I'm going through now is, as a parent is I don't I don't want to take away all of his struggles. I want him to struggle through certain things yes. because that's that's how that's how you learn. You overcome it. You know, and I know some of that, you know, for for some people they learn that in the military, other people they learn that they learn that through sports, other people they learn it through business. And you know, for for me it was, it was sports especially. I, I I play I play basketball and and I learned that you have to push yourself extremely hard if you want to reach the high, the highest levels. And you know, I got to the point to where we won, we won a national championship, but it that that came from working out 6 hours a day and struggling through injuries 
and struggling to build strength and struggling to learn certain maneuvers and things like that in order to become a, a, a competitive basketball player. And and it's it's one of those things where if if let's say your parent or the government or a coach took away all of your obstacles and took away all of your struggles, now what are you as a human being except a blob of flesh that's basically consuming and not doing anything with your life? And 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 I, and I think that so from that perspective, it's it's dangerous for sure. But it's interesting because he described that as potential heaven. But as Christians, that's potential hell. It's inverted in, in the way that you look at it, depending on what your spiritual outlook on life is. Like, that is not the desired end game of any conservative or any or any Christian. That's the desired end game of the woke left, which is completely antithetical to everything that God teaches and, and the Bible teaches, and anything that, that could that could potentially be productive to humanity, is, is if you look at what the left does, if you look at what the Democrat Party does, they're trying to take away all the obstacles and what's happened? It's created mass chaos in this country. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to ramp that up by like a million fold with technology. Like what's going to happen then when all of a sudden people have no purpose? Is violence going to just go completely out of control? Are people just going to ramp up their, their their shopping sprees by going and just stealing things out, out of places? Because, hey, what is money? Money means nothing anymore. You don't own anything. I don't own anything. I can just yep. take I can just take what's yours. What's yours is mine. Like that's the potential in this just from a moral standpoint if you take away all the obstacles and you and you essentially take away all morality and, and aren't we seeing some indications of it already I mean I mean this two these two young uh, teenage men boys that that uh, killed the uh, retired police chief on his bicycle out in Nevada uh, you know they're uh, these people have that they have learned that there's no respect for human life. It's it's not important anymore. Uh, you know, the only thing that's important is is their own self gratification uh, and everything. And if, and it, and it's because they've been given so much. I believe. Uh, I believe it's like you said. If I remove my youngest son's all of his struggles, uh, then, then he's not going to learn anything. I mean, I, the old phrase that you show me the man that's never tried and failed at something. Uh, and never had to respond to that failure in a way that creates the next positive outcome. And also, you somebody that will never live up to their future, their their real potential. Uh, they aren't capable of it if they don't ever try anything that that goes all the way to failure and then have to learn from it. Uh, you know, it, it, and that right there uh, is why I'm I'm so against things like universal basic income. Uh, uh, why I'm against the policies that have created the African American, the black community that we have today, where the family has been destroyed by uh, by federal and state policies uh, in that community, uh, which, uh, in my opinion, is the is the biggest reason why uh, that community is where most of it is at today. I mean, there's some outliers. You know, there there are groups of folks in that community that are very high performers and uh, in various fields, uh, sports being one of them, uh, but uh, uh, but the, for the majority of folks in there, those policies have created this situation where we've tried to take all struggles away from them, uh, and, and they are an example of what you just described. They really yeah. are. Uh, I, mean, I mean, just look at California. Just look at California. At a, at a people, I'm, just, I'm pointing out the facts, uh, support, the facts of what we've seen in it with experience support what you just said. 
Yeah, I mean, just just look just look at California. California is the perfect example. I'm living the, I'm living through it out here out here in communist California. But like they get they give money out left and right and all kinds of services and all kinds of free housing this and and free food here and this and that and the other thing. And what, what ends up happening is you have an entire population that feels entitled and it's all about self gratification. I mean, just look at Hollywood and 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 what and what they emote out to the public is it's all about self gratification and being who you want to be and doing what you want to do and and in you know you know changing this gender into that gender and identifying this way and that way they're taking away all sense of reality and all sense of 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 you know overcoming obstacles and and that's what that's one of the things that even when you're talking about you know not to take it down a completely different rabbit hole but when you're when you're dealing with a lot of a lot of these struggles that that a lot of people are having when it comes to like transgenderism and and your your sexual identity and your gender identity and all and all this kind of stuff yes different people struggle with different things but their answer is not overcome it and we will help you overcome it their answer is embrace it and just live with it because you can't overcome it they're basically telling people you cannot overcome the obstacle that you are facing look at what they like like you said look at what they're telling the african-american community look there's an obstacle that that you are facing, whether you know whether they say it's racism, white supremacy, you know poverty, yep. whatever it is, and because of your skin color, you do not have the ability to overcome that obstacle. I'm sorry, I can't tell you how many personal friends that I know. One even comes to mind as, as well that I grew up in the, within Arizona. I I didn't know until I was an adult that he was homeless as a 14 year old kid, and I played basketball with him. He would show up and play club ball, the whole deal. Now he's you now he's a, he's overcome that. He's become a, a successful motivational speaker travels all over the country he's an actor a voice actor and he's created in himself a talent and a skill and he's overcome that obstacle of being a 14 year old kid living on the streets by himself without parents and to me telling anybody that you can't do that because of the color of your skin is wildly racist and what we should be doing is we should be helping people to overcome their obstacles instead of trying to figure out how to alleviate them or or make it to where they don't have to face these obstacles because all it's doing is it's lowering our abilities and it's lowering our skills and lowering our intelligence to where we're nothing but a bunch of blobs of flesh. And that's a good goal and target for systems like artificial intelligence to aim for is that right there. Uh, and when we come back from this last break, Jeff, uh, I'll have a little clip that shows why you should be afraid of artificial intelligence, very afraid. I'm Rob Manis here at the Red Voice Media Network, where we bring you the facts and the truth, whether you like it or not, and that makes us dangerous. We'll be right back after these messages. We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 
This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Call 833, the number two USA Gold. Yes, call now. 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Why Elon Musk wants an AI overseer to the firm putting a humanoid robot in charge. This is Generation AI. Elon Musk wants AI to have a referee. The billionaire spoke after he joined Meta boss Mark Zuckerberg and other tech titans in a meeting with U.S. lawmakers. Zuckerberg said it would be good if U.S. firms could set standards for the emerging technology, working together with the government. Intel plans to launch a new AI chip in December. The tech giant says it will be able to run a chatbot on a laptop without having to tap into huge cloud data centers. That could let people and firms test the tech without releasing their own sensitive data. Google is scrambling to catch up with ChatGPT. Its rival product, Bard, is being given new functions, including the ability to fact check its own answers. Right now, it's a long way behind the more famous chatbot, with August traffic just over a tenth of ChatGPTs. SoftBank is planning an AI deal spree, according to a Financial Times report. It says the Japanese tech investment company's boss wants to put tens of billions of dollars into AI. Masayoshi's son said he speaks to OpenAI chief Sam Altman almost every day. And the AI-powered robots really might be taking charge, at one Polish firm anyway. Hello, I'm Mika, the world's first experimental AI CEO. The humanoid is an experimental CEO at drinks firm Dictador. The company says her tasks include finding potential clients and choosing artists to design bottles. Mika says her decision-making lacks human foibles. It's devoid of personal bias, ensuring unbiased and strategic choices that prioritize the organization's best interests. Welcome back to The Rob Manus Show. We're talking with uh, CEO of Pickaxe, author and host of his own podcast, Jeff Dornick, today. Uh, Jeff, before we went to the break, uh, we just touched on the religious aspects of it. But, but when I saw this clip, I was like, uh, what, what I wrote down was what I said before the break. This is why you should be afraid of AI, very afraid. I mean, just that little piece about the CEO there, devoid of human foibles. Well, somebody has to program that, okay? Uh, and even if it's another set of AIs that do the programming, the original programmer's biases will inherently be built into whatever is built there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Am I wrong? Well, no, you're 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 absolutely right, and I and I and I think that the the thing that we have to remember is that it will always have biases depending on what the original programmer wants to accomplish with it all, and I and I think. We all want to live in this, or I don't say we because I I don't, but you know every, everybody wants to live in this perfect utopia, right? Where where every everybody is is perfectly, uh, you know you know they're not, they're not immoral, they're not gonna they're they're not gonna be selfish, they're not gonna do anything for personal gain. But when you look at business and you look at human nature and you look at the way that our world is set up. 
people are corrupt. Do you not see what's happening in business and, and the collusion between these, these big corporations and the government and all these governmental leaders that, that are absolutely corrupt? You don't think that they're going to program artificial intelligence to work against us and work to keep them in control and keep them in power and do their bidding? Uh, of, of course it's going to do that. And that, that's where we have to be honest with ourselves and not just pretend like like everything is this utopia because it's not. It's going everything, everything that's being developed right now is to give certain people centralized power over as many people as they possibly can. And I'm telling you right now, um, you know, between uh, between Microsoft, the Chinese Communist Party, and that third party that are all developing the quantum computing, one yeah. of those three companies, whoever cracks it first, is going to basically control the world. Now, Elon, I've been hearing rumors, is, is secretly working on his own version of quantum computing. I can't verify that, but he may be the fourth person that, that's doing that. If Elon can crack quantum computing, in my opinion, it will make him the most powerful man on the planet because he's he's using, he'll be he'll have quantum computing itself. He'll have right. artificial intelligence that's funneled into a direct place to push propaganda and manipulate people. And on top of that, he's building his own digital currency that'll be within that. So when you think about it, Elon Musk, within a matter of years, if he can crack the quantum computing uh, aspect of all of this, he will be the most powerful man on the planet. Yeah, I mean, he's already uh, pretty powerful. Uh, you know, the other thing that struck me in that video is that we're, we don't have a seat at the table right now. You know, Musk kind of acts like he's one of us, uh, and there may be some traits about him that makes him still one of us, but he's really not. He's one of them. Uh, and all you saw in the rooms were the politicians that are working against us, uh, people like Zuckerberg, who, who ha has merged with the politicians and have worked against us. All you have to do is look at his work in the 2020 election uh, with Zuckerbucks, uh, and you can see that. Uh, so we, we, the average American, or the let's just put it at the human being level, the average human being does not have a seat at this table, and you can't make anything worthwhile in the world of humankind without average Joe and Jane having a seat at the table. As a matter of fact, when I was a wing commander, I had 3,000 people working for me, and when I had a staff meeting, I always made sure there were at least two junior enlisted people under the age of 25 in that room that were willing to, to uh, ask questions. Because I knew, and I said it routinely, that I am not the smartest person in the room, even though I was effectively the CEO of this large uh, corporation. We had a $7 billion economic impact in the state of New Mexico, biggest economic engine in New Mexico. But those under 25-year-olds were the best people to know what works and what doesn't when it comes to dealing with humankind and human nature and those kind of things. So, yeah. I mean, without a seat at the, we've got to figure out how, how the seats at the table are also occupied by regular human beings and not just the power brokers. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that very principle is really what this country was founded on. I mean, we, we went to war because we were being taxed for tea without representation before the king. So, I mean, as, essentially, it's the, it's, the, it's the same concept, just a different, just a different scenario. Um, but but I, I just, I think that we need to be very cautious. Um, a lot of people are adopting artificial intelligence into their business practices, into their daily life. I'm, I'm intentionally running away from it as, as far as I can. You know, like right now, I'm, I'm in the process of building out a social media platform, and I'm working with my 
tech guys and all that, and we're intentionally not including artificial intelligence in our platform because what I want to do is I want to use technology to amplify humanity and amplify your creativity and your ideas and your thoughts. I don't want to use your ideas and your thoughts to amplify technology or robots or artificial intelligence. So we're kind of doing this, at, you know, looking at it from an inverted perspective compared to, you know, all the big tech platforms and even all the alternative social media platforms as well. And so I've been thinking through this a lot. And the more that I study this, the more that I research this, the more concerned that, that I get about this. And again, I cannot stress this enough, especially once they crack the quantum computing thing. I mean, just look at Hollywood and you mentioned Hollywood. I'll just say this really quickly. You know, my wife and I just finished watching the Terminator movies. Like if that's not yep. an example of what's going to happen down the road, but also look at the Marvel movies. What, what are they conditioning you for? They're talking about the quantum realm all the time. What is the quantum realm? The quantum realm is they're opening up a portal to communicate with otherworldly beings. As Christians, we know that that to be demonic forces or fallen angels or something along those lines. So if, yep. if that's what they're conditioning us for, I'm terrified about the implications of once they combine the quantum computing with the AI, like I said before, if that's the case, if they're conditioning us in that way, I believe that, again, this is not artificial intelligence. This is demonic intelligence that everybody needs to be concerned about. Uh, and you you pretty much stepped right into my last question is you know we've kind of touched on the on on religion uh, but uh, we're both Christians and and I wanted to ask you uh, in the last minute here uh, how does this how, how do we keep our biblical worldview and the desire to live our faith through our lives while this technology while this technology is virtually wrapping our bodies and our minds uh, more and more every day. I mean, I think that's one of the essential questions. Yeah, there, there, there's a great pastor. His name is Pastor Kerry Gordon. He's out, he's out in Iowa. He's been preaching about transhumanism for years, and I highly encourage you guys to go check out his sermons. Uh, he, he's been warning about this. But in, in my opinion, we're going to have to focus on being the people that God created us to be, which is not transhumanist, which is not a combination of technology and biology. It's being the people that God created us to be, which means we may not be able to compete in the mainstream e e e economy. We may not be able to yep. compete because we're not not going to have that advantage, which means we need to figure out how to be self-sufficient right now. Can you grow your own food? Can you trade with people? Can, can you live with other people that are not transhumanists as well? So it's one of those things that we're really going to have to really work through as Christians and as conservatives on, look, I don't want to take this mark. This may be the mark of the beast. I have no idea. But either way, I want nothing to do with it because I want to be the person that God created me to be, not who Elon Musk and Yuval Noah Harari want to create me to be. Exactly right. Well, man, thank you so much for spending an hour with us to talk about this. Very, It's critically important that people get their heads wrapped around this so that they understand where to go to get good information. Uh, uh, where can folks find you? What are your coordinates uh, before I let you go? Uh, and uh, again, thank you for joining us, Jeff. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I appreciate it. I always love talking to you, Rob. And, uh, you know, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Dornick. I've got a Substack, jeffdornick.substack.com. And then also you guys can sign up for the social media platform that I'm building called Pickax. It's P-I-C-K-A-X.com. You guys can sign up for that. We're launching quarter one of 2024. Uh, it's going to be completely constitutionally free speech platform, not, be, not beholden to big tech at all. And we're not using AI. So you don't have to worry about that as well. Well, I'm on the list. I'm, I'm waiting for it. So uh, we'll, uh, we're keeping an eye out for it. And I, and I talk about it all the time, Jeff. So thank you very much. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you. You as well.
Well, folks, that's Jeff Dornick, uh, CEO of the new Pickaxe that's coming soon. You can go sign up to get on the list to get access to the platform as soon as it becomes operational. Read his books. He's, he's written a bunch of great books, uh, and he's got a great podcast. Always has interesting guests on, and uh, uh, it's, I mean, you just heard him for an hour here. He's, he's a brilliant guy, uh, and he's really thoughtful about his positions and what he thinks about technologies like the artificial intelligence and the way ahead that we need to go. And where we need to go is that technology needs to be developed to make the best out of, you know, make humankind the best it can be, not humans being made to make technology the best it can be. I think that is the right way to think about this. Well, I'm Rob Maynus at the Red Voice Media Network here at Rob Maynus Live, and we'll see you tomorrow on Truth Thursday and Tucker is still laughing. <laughs> <laughs>